Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster. Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. For all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just wanted to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Sisters and brothers, stop the presses. Brad Shepard is back with a new podcast. Check this commercial out. He's taking the gloves off. He's talking in depth about pro wrestling, sports, pop culture, trending topics on social media, politics, and his crazy life. He's uncensored. He's unapologetic. He's media personality Brad Shepard. And he's unleashed. Brad Shepard Unleashed, exclusively on Hameen Media Group. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And let me tell you something. I got a special guest here. Great conversation. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Check out my conversation with Lenny. My name is Lenny. I go by Uncle Lenny on social media to include Facebook. And my Twitter handle is Fonz the Don. And we're here to talk about some wrestling. So let's get it started. That's right. Let's get it started for sure. And let me tell you something, Lenny. And I'm going to declare this to the entire world, the entire universe, to all of the galaxies out there and in, in the, in the vast unknown as well. I can honestly say that Lenny, Fonz the Don on Twitter, is one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. So sharp, somebody who has such great perspective. So this is really a good treat to have you here on Duke Loves Wrestling today. And I appreciate you making the time to do this. Thank you. I'm very grateful. You know, you're, you're an interesting person because you have a, a military background. So yes. unlike me, you know what I mean? Who There's very few places I've been outside of the United States. I mean, obviously I've been to Canada, I've been to Mexico, but I don't do too much travel. But what are some of what are some of the best countries that you've ever been to? Like places that you really enjoyed visiting and, and wouldn't mind visiting again? Honestly, New Zealand and Germany. 
New Zealand, it's pricey, but the ambiance and the experience there, you're going to cherish, cherish for life. I did a spiritual guidance journey there for about 10 days back in 2018. And I was just, I was just amazed with the scenery. I felt like I was in San Francisco, essentially, but it was just, everything was in, was in walking distance. You had your little, um, train that was on the road. You could see the mountains. It was just, everything was just perfect. I actually have two tattoos on my right arm uh, from New Zealand. So I think I spent about whew, four grand on that trip, but you know, I paid it back, but I would definitely go back if I could. And you said Germany. What was what was so special about Germany? Germany. Uh, so I've, I've been there twice. Once as a Uh, lived there as a kid and then came back as an adult. Germany is very eco-friendly. I will say that their food is very organic. So if you ever take the time to actually go visit there, you can tell the difference between their food and then the food in America. The food in America is usually like GMO, so genetically modified, but the food over there isn't. Like it's natural taste. It, it's just more healthy for you. Even the McDonald's over there is way healthier than the McDonald's here in the States. Oh, see, listen, now you're going after my heart now, Lenny, because I'm a food guy. And in fact, I got a, I got a whole episode <laughs> next week. Our, our, our Thanksgiving episode of Duke Loves Wrestling next week is going to be about conversations that I've had about food here on the show with different wrestlers and other guests and things like that. So that that's interesting that you say that the McDonald's in Germany is actually uh, cleaner than what we normally have here in the States. In fact, yeah. let's keep let's keep this train going because you you've also been to Japan. I know you spent a lot of time over there as well. Rate the yes. McDonald's over there compared to Germany and, and, and the United States. I mean, ultimately, who wins the McDonald's war between the U.S., Germany, Japan? And, and what specifically would you say is the best thing to get in this McDonald's, wh- whichever part of the world that you're going to? Japan. <laughs> Japan first, Germany second, the United States third. I'm going to Japan. I'm going to get the Lenny special. What am I getting? Definitely get a Big Mac with a large fry and a small Coke. Or if you're feeling really confident, they usually have some type of monthly drink that they put out. So one time I had, uh, I want to say it was like a banana shake. And that that was really good. That's one thing about Japan with, with their food distribution of with companies like Starbucks and McDonald's and stuff. They'll have um, a drink, a different drink once a month that will be out and you can like get it. And it's just really, really good. That's one thing I miss about being over there. That is so, so interesting. And I know that in Japan, I mean, what we would consider extreme eating or, or, you know, quote unquote, bizarre foods and things like that. It's pretty normal over there. So, so what's like the weirdest thing you ever ate while you were in Japan? Oh, the weirdest thing I ever ate, and I think it was just because of the way that they cooked it, was octopus octopus legs. So octopus is actually one of my favorite foods to eat. Um, when I was in the States, they would like char, char grill it and stuff in restaurants. Well, I was actually at a truck stop coming from work, and you know, I saw I saw the, the chef grilling octopus. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let's do it. And, you know, I love octopus. So I, you know, I told him, hey, 
octopus, please. And he said, okay, well, the way he cooked it, he put it on the grill, put like a stripe of sauce on it, and then flipped it over, put another stripe of sauce on it, and then gave it to me. And he was like, here you go. And I kind of just had, you know, the question marks over my head, like, uh, I still see an eyeball. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you. So, you know, I'm in the truck and the truck driver's like, oh, octopus. And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, doesn't look good. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know. So I tried it and yeah, sure enough, it tasted like rubber. <laughs> so. You know, that's what happens when you overcook it. I mean, hey, listen, anyone who's ever had calamari, you, you find out the hard way. Wow, that's that's something. That's something right there. I always wonder about that because it's I know that they have the vending machines and things like that where you can get any type of food any day or night. I mean, Jesus, you can have a, a pizza made in a vending machine, which I just find so amazing. Like, really? You can get that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that's yeah. that's. That's something else. I, you know, I, I, I ask these questions, Lenny, because I truly feel like in order to understand a person's perspective on anything, it's important to understand who they are as a person first. And I think that oftentimes it's a big mistake that we all make where it's quick to write somebody off before you understand the perspective that they're coming from. Because... You know, your your perspective may not necessarily be my perspective and vice versa. So if you say something that I just fundamentally disagree with, like if you say that um, mayonnaise is delicious, I'm going to say that you're absolutely crazy, Lenny. And I don't care that you are a military badass and could beat me up. I can run faster than you. So, so you know, if you tell me mayonnaise is good, I'm going to tell you you're crazy. And then accept the punishment that you're going to dish out for me saying that to you. Um, so, you know, but but if I understand the perspective that maybe you lived in, in places like Japan or even Germany where the food is cleaner. So maybe the mayonnaise tastes better. Um, if I understand that, then maybe you're not so crazy, you know. So that's why I ask questions like that. And, and by the way, do you like mayonnaise? I, I need to know this. Absolutely not. Cannot stand it. Okay. All right. All right. So then you're not so crazy anyway. So good. You you and I can continue to be friends because like me, you don't like mayonnaise. And I, I think that's very important. Um, and for anyone out there, if you've ever seen the movie Undercover Brother, you'll understand, you know, it's 100% true. That that was not a fictitious movie. That, is, that was a documentary. Okay. And, and it may be part of the story of my life, but we'll, we'll save that for another day, Lenny. Uh, so so I, I bring all that up because I know on Twitter, People, especially wrestling fans, they can be pretty vicious when they disagree with you about something. I mean, have you ever had a situation in which you stated your opinion about anything wrestling related and then you had people jumping all over you trying to call you this, that and the other thing? Oh, God. Yeah. So it happened. I want to say, oh, my God, I want to say it happened about two months ago. And so, you know, I was watching. Monday Night Raw. And usually I don't watch, I don't really watch wrestling like that anymore. I, I actually catch the highlights of it um, just because with me being in school and going to work, by the time I get home, it the show's halfway done. But um, I was actually off this day. And I remember Charlotte Flair was doing something. I want to say she was giving a promo. And like, you could tell looking at her face, you know, that 
there might have been maybe a, a botched surgery once before or something. So, you know, I, I put on Twitter, I, I was like, you know, I've seen the show botched. I'm pretty sure, you know, plastic surgery is not supposed to look like that. And when I tell you my mentions were in shambles for about a good two or three hours after saying that, because apparently people caught on to who I was talking about. And I was like, that's that's not an insult. You know, it's just me being a concerned person. I'm pretty sure, you know, plastic surgery is supposed to make you look, you know, better, not slanted lip and stuff like that. But yeah, safe to say I had I had a lot of uh, wrestling fans in my mentions that night. I was basically arguing with 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm practically 11 years older than y'all. What in the world do I look like arguing with teenagers? So thankfully, I had a few uh, mutual friends defending what I said. and But they, they were roasting them. And I was like, I have no time for that. I'm just going to go to sleep and take my L. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, it, it's just unreasonable the way that people carry on online. And, and it's I understand that pro wrestling is a very emotional thing, right? Good versus evil. The person that I like is better than the person that you like and what have you. But it just seems like people who have other issues that they bring to the table, they get so wrapped up in this world and then they go online and they want to inflict some type of damage to anyone who disagrees with them. and. It's just so crazy. Compound that fact with the fact that you are a person of color. You are somebody who, within the wrestling community, your your voice is not a voice that traditionally we hear from a lot. Do people throw that in there as well? Because on my end, I can tell you that that's, that's been the most motivating factor that I've seen from folk who try to shut me down or cancel me, what have you. It's as if I was not given permission to have a voice and to speak up and, and to be straight the way that I, I'm straight about things. And because of that, it's as if, listen, we got to shut this guy down. Who, who the hell is he to say that uh, there should be more women's matches and there should be more uh, uh, black male singles wrestlers who should, should be at the top of the card. And we got to shut this guy down for bringing these things up. I mean, do you find yourself in those kind of discussions or, or, or conversations as well? No, not yet. I'm, I'm pretty sure over time that'll happen. Am I a part of wrestling Twitter? That's a debatable statement. I, I follow a lot of people who are in wrestling Twitter, especially black people. Uh, honestly, I just try to stay in my lane. There's enough entertainment <laughs> on wrestling Twitter itself. So I'll only interject if I notice something is like really off or someone saying some like really outlandish stuff. Like my my tweet for Charlotte, it wasn't trying to be like, disrespectful or anything like that it was just you could really tell up close because you know the camera's like what 8k so you can tell really close you know to where someone's gotten plastic surgery and it's like i wasn't trying to be disrespectful or insulting i I was just you know making you know making a point that you know it 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 didn't look right up close and personal but other than that i i try to stay in my my own lane i see enough Twitter incidents and wrestling Twitter that I'm kind of just like, mm, probably should just mind my business and stay out of this one or that one or that one. So <laughs> they start adding up, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they start adding up. So what do you think about the hypocrisy on uh, 
online because you ultimately you'll see people complaining about something from one party and then giving another party a pass for doing the same exact thing. I mean, does that ever does that ever bother you to see that sort of stuff? It does. And it's only because uh, I mean, you got your AEW diehards and you got your WWE diehards, but it's like I I I watch both of them not religion, not religiously, but I'll watch both of them, you know, when I have time to. And it's just, you know, WWE does their own thing, which sometimes is really stupid if you ask me. But AEW, I feel like kind of does the same thing. But because they're an alternate alternative brand, they don't get as much slack as WWE. Like, for example, uh, WWE signing people and stuff. Okay, cool. Whoop you do. They have all. They have a big roster, yes. But look at AEW's roster. Like they have a whole lot of people, just as much as WWE does, and they're not using them. But yet, people on Twitter will be like, "WWE's not using this superstar, that superstar." And it's just like, are you, have you not been watching AEW? AEW is literally doing the exact same thing. So why aren't you having this much energy for AEW like you are for WWE? You know what I mean? Why do you think that is? I mean, why do you think folks are giving AEW such a pass for some of these issues? I think it's because AEW is still kind of in that new phase. So they're trying to, what's what I'm looking for? They're trying to feel them out, essentially, because they are still pretty considered new to uh, the wrestling world. Meanwhile, you have WWE that's been around for... <sighs> years i mean i started watching wwe when i was like well back then wwf when i was like what four or five so they've been i'm 28 now so they've been around for most of my childhood and my adulthood then you have aew a company that came out when i was like what 25 26 and you know they have their own group of people but then you see them signing like ex wwe stars and of course independent wrestlers so it's just like you know, I get AEW is new, but they have a lot of people that they don't use on their roster either. And don't even get me started on their women's division. <laughs> well, you know, I got to ask you about the women's division. I mean, come on now. This is Duke Loves Wrestling. We we just call it straight right here. So so talk to me about that. What's going on with the women's division? Uh, what are your thoughts on, on that in terms of AEW? I... Love Britt Baker, but then again, I'm a heel person through and through, so I'll cheer for any heel. Britt Baker is an excellent women's champion, but she needs more serious competition. That's not a knock towards any of her opponents, but there needs to be a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There needs to be a, a reshape of the women's division because you have so many women's wrestlers over there, you know, who should have the opportunity to show what they have on a big platform. And you don't see that. You don't see that often happening in AEW. I mean, they, they just what made a new championship for women that is, that are going to be on the smaller shows, but it's just like, what about your main, what about your main shows women's champion? You know, you have all these women on the show, but you, don't have them, you know, performing with Brit to see if they could possibly be the next contender or not. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair. You know, you're kind of blocking opportunities from other women that are in the back on the main show. And then you make this belt for another show to give them that opportunity. And it's just like, just focus on the belt you have now. Like, 
was it necessary to make a whole nother women's belt in my opinion no but you know that's just my opinion you know i always wonder about that because it's something that i bring up on a daily basis just the fact that women's wrestlers are treated with such disregard i mean you you see it in aew where we only get one women's match per week uh on each of the tv shows which is just crazy because some of the segments that you see from from a lot of the men are just it's like do we really need to see another dark order segment did we really need to have another 15 minute uh cm punk promo I mean, when you really start peeling back the layers of how they utilize time, you can find time to feature more women's talent and advance more women's storylines and therefore develop more competition within that division. And unfortunately, they just they don't seem to prioritize that at all. So I'll ask you directly, Lenny. I mean, do women deserve to be treated equally? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're what is this? We're in 2021. You know, we had the equal rights movement with women at this point. I, I honestly feel like looking at through looking at other wrestling companies that have women's division, they 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 treat their women equally, maybe maybe even more better than than you know the men. Uh, I know with uh, AAA, you know uh, AAA. I think it was a match I saw a few years back. I want to say it was Taya Valkyrie against Ayako Hamada, and it was a street fight for their women's championship, which is called Reina de Reinas. It's a uh, it's their women's championship, top women's championship, and that match went hard as ever. You know, I thought at one point watching the match, I was watching an old school ECW match. Like Taya was busted open. I want to say Ayako was busted open at one point, but you know, with Taya and her blonde hair, you could tell she was like gushing out blood, and that match was like really insane. And I was I was very impressed by it. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And I mean, that's just a prime example of the fact that this is not the norm. You know what I mean? To to see women be featured so little, that's not where things were going in the wrestling industry over the past few years. So it's just amazing to me that this company continues to do that because ultimately, this is why their growth has been stunted, right? They They, they don't seem to be able to get out of this this uh, white male demographic that they've cultivated and that they've really, I think they've hit their ceiling on to a certain degree here. Um, They're not necessarily attracting children. They're certainly not attracting people of color. You look in their crowd and it doesn't seem that there are that many women ever in their live events. And that's a stark contrast to what you see in AAA, what you see in impact wrestling, what you see in the WWE where it's just far more family friendly. You can see different generations of family going to the same event and enjoying themselves. You don't really get that in AEW. And, you know, part of that yeah. is because their commitment to cultivating a fan base that is completely opposite in every way to diversity, which is crazy, right? Yeah, definitely. I feel like if you're going to be an up and coming wrestling company, you need to, uh, do like a census survey or something. Cause you know how like the United States, they do a census survey every year, you know, and they ask people of communities, Hey, like, you know, how is your city doing or how is your district doing and stuff like that? I feel like AEW needs to just do a census once a year because I mean, you have your casual wrestling fans that like AEW, but what about other wrestling fans that are trying to get into it and they just see stuff like 
well, why isn't this why isn't this black wrestler main eventing? Why isn't why aren't women wrestlers doing more? You know, I just feel like them having a consensus survey and you know getting getting responses without them being mad at you know not having positive reviews. I feel like that would help them out a lot. You know, if the powers that be and the egos that be decide to keep their composure, I feel like if they got insight on how fans feel, they can make their product better. Well said. Well said. Listen, Lenny, I want to switch speeds here because, you know, the big story going on in wrestling right now, as we have this conversation, WWE and their releases, which has just been a whirlwind. I mean, they legitimately have gotten rid of a significant part of their roster. I think it's over 100 people at this point, just in the past 12 months. What are your initial reactions to all the releases that we've seen, including the latest wave that we just saw within the past 24 hours? Honestly, I'm shocked. Um, I couldn't, I, I, I don't care for Jackson Riker for obvious reasons, but everyone else that's been released, I'm very shocked. You know, they say it's budget cuts, but I don't think that's the case. WWE is a multi-billion dollar company at this point. Like, if you, the excuse of budget cuts has got to stop. It's not budget cuts. You signed this person not realizing that there wasn't going to be anything in store for them. So you let them go and you're basically saying, oh, it has something to do with money. Just be honest and say, hey, we were going to use you, but that ended up not being the case and you can go elsewhere. Plain simple. I was really, the one release that probably made me mad the most was Hit Row and then also um, Bronson, Bronson Reed. I was really, I was really angry about that because I was just like, he, he just had a match and now he, he's gone. Like, what the hell was WWE thinking when they decided to release all these people? It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I look at Hit Row, which legitimately was one of the best things to come out of wrestling in a long time. Um, everybody's so talented. Uh, B-Fab, Swerve, you know, Ashante, and, and of course, Top Dollar. And it's just like, how do you get rid of that whole crew? The whole crew. Right. You know, and, and it's like, this is, this is from a, from a cultural standpoint, they were all fantastic. They worked very well as a unit. They all could talk on the mic. I understand that uh, with B-Fab, you know, she's still pretty new to wrestling, so she's still learning the ropes there. But it's not as if she was the worst wrestler on the roster, and it's not as if she couldn't have improved because she certainly was putting in the work to do so. So it's just crazy to me to see that whole crew get let go. And what's even worse is that they moved them up to the main roster just to let them go. I mean, it's, it's been what? less than two months now and suddenly they're all released it's crazy yeah that that was i will say this if if that was me i would have been storming offices and i probably would have been screaming a lot of swear words probably banning myself from ever being signed for (laughs) by wwe again because i would honestly be like you mean to tell me you bring me up to the main roster you literally have no plans for me and now i'm getting and now i'm getting let go like why would you bring me up from NXT and not have me do anything when I could have just stayed at NXT and kept doing my thing. And now I'm here just, you know, doing whatever, not wrestling something that I've trained years and loved for years. It's just beyond frustrating. And I can't imagine how the release wrestlers are feeling right now, but I would definitely be very teed off being on the main roster, 
not even for a whole six months and then getting released. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't even fathom what they're going through right now. When you see stuff like that, I mean, how does that affect your fandom? I mean, is that, does that affect whether or not you'll continue to watch the product? I mean, we have, we have SmackDown tonight. We have Survivor Series this weekend. Do this, this wave of releases, will that make you second guess or possibly look for something else to watch instead of WWE programming? Well, as, as crazy as it is, I, I barely watch wrestling as a whole now on TV. Like, I just watch highlight videos of what goes on, mainly on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to get more into SmackDown because I, I like what Roman is doing. I, I've always kind of been a fan of Roman. I Granted, when he was a face, I got tired of him quickly. But I always, even when he started out in the Shield, I always said, make Roman a hill and he's going to be hella successful. And sure enough, he's a hill now and he's doing this thing. And that's probably the only reason why I watched SmackDown. Granted, King Woods, King Xavier Woods, I admire him. He's actually the reason why I got into streaming and, and gaming and stuff like that. So I feel like SmackDown and NXT are both the superior brands compared to Raw. Um, they just have my attention more as far as storylines go and with raw the last time i watched a full episode of raw i'm pretty sure i fell asleep so yeah i i try to stay away from raw well there you go i mean you legitimately lenny are the the viewer that they're trying to capture but i I find this interesting like you said you know you're, you're watching a lot of stuff on youtube on social media not so much viewing as this stuff is airing on tv i mean when it comes to discussion about ratings, you know, it's always about TV ratings. And then, you know, this show is better because of the rating and all this other nonsense. Do, do you put any stock into that type of talk? I mean, the way that you consume wrestling is totally different from the traditional way to consume wrestling. Do you think we're underestimating how many people are more like you who are watching mostly on YouTube and other forms of social media? Definitely. I personally don't care for ratings. I don't know that the, I don't know what brought the idea of ratings. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan and you love wrestling, I feel like ratings shouldn't matter. If you're a WWE fan, their ratings shouldn't matter. If you're an AEW fan, their ratings shouldn't matter. Uh, I I don't know what a real wrestling fan is at this point because of how social media portrays wrestling fans and even wrestling fans themselves portray themselves if that makes sense so i i know for me though i'm just gonna watch whatever i watch because at the end of the day it brings fulfillment in my life so i'm not a diehard wwe fan i'm not a diehard AEW fan it's just i like what i like so if that gets me um crucified on twitter then so be it i mean it's not a crime to watch multiple wrestling companies and i wish people on Wrestle t- wrestling Twitter would understand that instead of crucifying people for being like AEW fans or being WWE fans. Like I have IWTV.com. So I watch beyond wrestling. I watch uh, heavy metal, which is the company in my hometown of San Antonio. And then I watch t- new Texas pro and that's out here kind of in the DFW area. So I watch multiple companies and I feel like, you know, WWE and AEW aren't the only companies that people can watch. So if they don't really care about WWE or AEW, make a subscription on IWTV and check out what o- what other companies you know are on there. 
So, well, you know, Lenny, I, I'm glad that you brought that up, and and you you mentioned San Antonio. I got a real problem down in San Antonio that I think you're the right person to fix for me, because you know you're you're basically double um, seven in real life. I know that you are a walking weapon, somebody that people can't play with. So I think I need your help. There is a punk. What's going on? Well, there's a punk who has been a thorn on my side for many years. And her name is Micah Madrid. Okay. She is the former Texas women's champion. She has been an SWE Fury. She has been down there in Texas wrestling entertainment. She has been, you know, mission pro wrestling all over the place. But this punk, Micah Madrid, okay, I can't even say her name straight without getting angry. Can I get you, and, and, and if I promise to to go all the way to Japan and get you some McDonald's and bring it back, um, I don't know what kind of shape it's going to be in by the time I get back, but, you know, I, I can I can figure this out. If if I promise to to get you one of those banana shakes, can you promise me that you will take Micah Madrid and, as we used to say back in the day, mush her up? When you say mush her up, does that include choosing violence? Because I mean, I'm not. I'm a decent, good looking person, so I don't want my face all pummeled up and stuff. You know, I have a wife, so I have a wife to come home to. <laughs> well, listen, I'll, I'll talk to your wife. If, if I can if I can convince your wife, she can get a banana shake too. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy, you know, you're kind of stretching it here. I understand this is a negotiation, but you're kind of stretching it here. But I, I'll get your wife a banana shake as well. So if, if I can get the go-ahead from your wife, yes, all of the above, whatever you got to do, I want you to make mashed potatoes with, with, with Michael Madrid because she's a punk. She's threatened my life. She's ran me out of town. I have to hide in my secret location because I'm afraid of her. So I need a walking weapon like yourself to deal with my light work here. Well, I suppose I can do it. I mean, I I am uh, best friends with the world champion in Texas, so I'm pretty sure he knows her. So we can probably work something out. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, Lenny is going to deal with my Micah Madrid problem because, you know, some of you other folks out there, like Vicky V, some of you out there, you have not helped me. Thunder Rosa, you have not done the right thing. You've you've beaten her up, but you haven't you haven't mushed her up, which is why Micah Madrid is still out there making threats. Okay, and cash and checks. And we can't have that. We cannot have this in the Texas wrestling community, even though I'm all, all the way here in Boston trying to dictate what happens down there. But that's not, listen, that's none of your business, none of your concern, folks. What matters here is that Lenny, the walking weapon, the globetrotter, you know, where in the world is Lenny? She's going to deal with Michael Madrid for me. So I, I, I really appreciate that. And, and I thank you in advance. I just need to find a way to get to Japan, get that banana shake and get it back here without it melting. Um, I don't know. I might have to build some kind of spaceship that goes really fast or something. I don't know. Anyways, Lenny, why don't you let the folks know the best way that they can follow you on all your social media because you're awesome. So the best ways to contact me on social media is, of course, Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Fonz the Don. That is F-O-N-2-Z-D-A-D-O-N, Fonz the Don. You can also reach me on Facebook 
let me figure out that link because I don't, <laughs> because, you know, I, I'm on there, but I don't know the link, but you can look me up on Facebook under my name, Lenny Devereaux, L-E-N-N-Y, and then Devereaux, like Blanche Devereaux. And then you can also follow my official Facebook page, Blonde Haired Bandit on Facebook. And you can also add me on Snapchat at Fonzie, F-O-N-Z-I-E-4-K. Oh, and Instagram, Viva La Fonz. Yep. Can't forget that part. Now, listen, Fonz, I got I to gotta ask you this question here. This is very important. Okay. Um, do you think that your wife can get me some of those delicious tamales if I bring back the banana shakes? Oh, that I don't know. I honestly don't think she knows how to make tamales. <laughs> Excellent stuff there from Lenny. You know, just really, really sharp wrestling fan, journalist, uh, also military veteran, just a... a, a, a big bowl of everything going on there. Most importantly, Lenny is going to deal with my Michael Madrid problem. So pretty excited about that. Uh, Michael Madrid, you watch your back. Lenny is coming. Okay. See, that's what happens here. I, when people cross me, when people get on my bad side, I find someone to deal with my problems. Okay, because clearly I can't deal with them on my own. So I got to go get some muscle to help me out. And I think that Lenny is exactly what I've been looking for. So pretty pumped about this. And I can't wait to see uh, Michael Madrid after she gets mushed up by Lenny. Lenny's not even a pro wrestler. She's just doing me a favor, man, because that's the way it should be. So stay tuned for that, because I'm sure it's going to be pretty fun. That's right. Speaking of fun. Mission Pro Wrestling, okay? They have an event coming up. In fact, it is November 20th, 7.30 p.m. Bell time there on the Title Match Network. Name of the event is Sea to Shining Sea. All right, so this is pretty cool here. So much action going on. Thunder Rosa has taken on that Laney Luck. You know, Laney Luck's been running her mouth. She, she linked up with that Dave LaGreca. You know, this guy here, he, he has his show on Busted Open Radio, and he thinks he's such a big shot. He's been giving Thunder Rosa a hard time because she's basically taken over his life, his wife, his pets, his favorite coffee mug, the whole nine yards there. So now he, he's trying to find other people to to deal with his problems on his behalf. Who do you think? You're me, Dave LaGreca? Cut it out, buddy. Anyway, Laney Luck, watch yourself. Thunder Rosa is going to mush you up. That's right. We also have the Mission Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, the Renegade Twins. Okay, that's right. Hopefully they will have some, you know, cotton candy ice cream or even some bubblegum ice cream. You never know. But the Renegade Twins are going to be taking on the forces of nature. Oh, boy. In the main event, okay, you know, we have the newly crowned Mission Pro Wrestling World Champion. Holiday, okay, let me say that again, the world champion Holiday. she's not playing games, she's taking on that no good Maddie Renkowski, so I can't wait to see that action there, because I think Maddie would hurt that little smirk on her face, I'm sure Holiday's going to tune her up real good, you know, these two ladies, they've done commentary together, and Maddie, she kind of thinks she's a big shot, the way that she makes these little googly eyes at at uh, Holiday, you know, like she's making fun of her a little bit. I never appreciated that. 
So I can't wait to see what Holodead does to those googly eyes of Maddie Rinkowski. She tries to come off like she's a girl next door, but you know, she's a troublemaker, this Maddie. Okay. She's a troublemaker. So I look forward to this event once again, Saturday, November 20th. 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the Title Match Network. Mission Pro Wrestling presents Sea to Shining Sea. Definitely check that one out, folks. And listen, I you know, next week we're going to be doing a special episode of Duke Loves Wrestling where we're going to be talking about food because you know I love to talk about food. So that'll be the, the major thing there. And definitely check that out. I'm going to go long form. So for all of you folks who are going to be traveling or what have you, or even if you have to work, you will have something to listen to. So I'm going to go a little shorter this week. Let me just say this. And I I said it last week as well. I'm very disappointed in the WWE. I understand business has to be done. I understand releases happen. But to do this this time of year, so close to the holidays, it's just, it's heartless. It's gutless. It's unfortunate. And I can't stress this enough. I, I really hope that... The wrestlers unionize. I keep saying it. You guys got to take the next step and you got to make it work. 2022, there will be at least the beginning of a pro wrestling union. I can feel it. It's going to happen. And it should happen because this is ridiculous. That's right. In the meantime, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. I'm going to catch you next week. I'll probably release the episode a little early. Maybe I'll release it the day before Thanksgiving so all of you folks will have it for your traveling needs. But until then, take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.